Good morning. It's time for a cool conversation. I'm George Plummer. With us today, we have Matt Wetzel. He's with the Intervention and Crisis Advocacy Network, which most of us know as ICANN. And Matt, good morning. Thank you, sir. Great to have you on the program. Great and to be here. we want to talk about the, the services that you provide and uh, some uh, reworkings of uh, your board of trustees and just yeah. a lot of activities coming up here in the next few months for ICANN. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And once again, thanks for thanks for inviting me to, to join you. And yes, ICANN. Um, a lot of folks probably in the community uh, remember Women's Resource Center. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people still kind of connect to that. But in 2015, they changed to Intervention and Crisis Advocacy Network, really just to help help to give a, a bigger uh, picture of what, what we do and the service we provide. So, of course, we provide free and confidential services to individuals who've experienced all forms of domestic violence, sexual assault, stalking. Um, and so we're, we've been in the community, actually was started in 1980, a former professor from USAO, Dr. Marie Fagan, she lives in the Oklahoma City area. She had a class, um, an evening class in the fall of 80, and really from that class, uh, they, they had a group of eight students that, that uh, got together and decided to, to start developing services here for the area. And uh, the longtime director, Debbie Givens, was fantastic for advocating at a statewide level Absolutely. Uh, for, for the center and, uh, you know, getting new laws uh, passed to support uh, domestic violence victims. Absolutely. Debbie, 25 years and with ICANN. And um, absolutely. The, actually, the state coalition here in Oklahoma have a certification process for advocates with domestic violence agencies statewide, and that certification process was really developed by Debbie. Yeah, so, yeah. She's been gone for 10 years, yes, hard to believe, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, really a, a great individual absolutely. and uh, just absolutely uh, wanted to see help develop for for domestic violence victims. No doubt absolutely. About that. Yes, sir. So you talked about providing some services. So let's get into more details exactly yeah. about uh, what those might be. Yeah. So, of course, we have our 24-hour confidential crisis line, uh, 405-222-1818. And our advocates answer that. And we're available to to be a resource and a service, uh, you know, like I said, 24-7. Um, we have great support groups that run every week for victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, uh, we help with emergency housing, emergency shelter. Um, if if someone needs to to be put so, put somewhere safe for uh, for a time, we can help with that. Um, we help with transportation to to places in the state where a victim may need to go to be with a family member or a friend. We'll help with bus tickets for victims of domestic violence um, to go out of state. Um, we help with transitional housing. Assistance. If there is a uh, a survivor who is in a position where they can get into an apartment or house, and we can help with the first month's rent deposits as well. So those are some of the services we provide. So uh, it, you don't you don't want people to wait. If you feel you're a victim of domestic violence, uh, female, male, uh, you guys can help them out. Absolutely. You know, um, 
statistically, on average, it takes a victim seven times uh, trying to leave before they stay gone. And so, you know, of course, it varies. For some, for some victims, it's the first time. For some victims, it's the 22nd time. But absolutely, you know, um, reach out uh, and let us help you. Now, you don't wait for law enforcement to contact you, right? Absolutely. Um, law enforcement is one of the avenues that people can connect with us. If, a law, you know, great law enforcement in Grady County, um, very supportive, very engaged. You know, if law enforcement, if an officer gets called out on domestic, um, most likely you're going to end up reaching out to us. But but if a client just needs um, to, to get some resources or referrals or, you know, just is scared and needs someone to talk to, they can call our crisis line. So uh, recently you had named two new members to your board of trustees. Yes. And talk about the qualification process. How do you, how do you vet them? Well, um, we, have, um, we have our bylaws, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, these two members that we've added in June were referrals from Nancy Hughes, who was with um, the ICANN board for six years. She just finished her second term. Um, she was the, the chair, the president of the board. And so both of these were referrals that she had suggested, and, and uh, we're just excited to have both of these individuals on the board. All right. Who are they? Okay. So first of all, we have Dr. Misty Steele. Um, she is with USAO, and she's assistant professor of psychology. She's the director of the student success, and she's an accreditation liaison officer. We're actually working with her and just started this spring in um, bringing on students who want to do a practicum with ICANN. And so since since January, we've had four students who've done their practicum with ICANN and working with MISTI. Uh, to arrange that. What so, great first-hand experience absolutely. Uh, for these students. Yeah. Absolutely. And what's really neat is one of the students that just finished their summer practicum with us has w- been working with Dr. Steele to get some awareness um, awareness pieces like stickers and that type of thing um, that can be given to new incoming students to help them make aware, be aware of the services that are available in the county. And that's great. They're very important for for new students to the university. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And then, of course, our second second board member we're excited about, Johanna Lewis. She, um, you know, she'd been around for a long time, and she was with uh, First National Bank and Trust for 20 years. She has, of course, opened her salon, her studio, J. Daniel Salon and Color Studio. So we're really excited to have her on board and you know, we just met with her at our program house here in Chickasha yesterday, and and one of the things we're excited about is her. Um, she's already engaged in in serving victims with her salon, um, her her um, the 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 ones that work with her at the salon. They're they're interacting with victims of domestic violence on a daily basis, and so they're already aware and looking for signs and have resources available to to direct those victims if they need any help. So let's talk about some signs of domestic violence that maybe uh, friends or even relatives of, uh, of victims might need to look for in case they suspect something. Absolutely. You know, so domestic violence is a pattern of behaviors that's used to gain or maintain power or control over a partner in an intimate relationship. And, you know, we think about a, a rape. 
you know, we think about a bruised eye, um, you know, broken arm. We think about those things. And absolutely, obviously, those things are criminal and those things are domestic violence and involved in sexual assault. But really, the concept of domestic violence is is a partner who uses specific behaviors to gain or maintain that power and control. And it can include in the physical realm. It can include um, preventing you from eating or sleeping or accessing medical care, um, harming or threatening your children or your pets, um, restricting you from leaving the house or seeing family or friends. Um, Those are some physical uh, uh, behaviors that that are red flags. Emotional and verbal abuse. You know, calling you names, insulting you, constantly criticizing you, um, acting jealous, possessive, or refuses to trust you, isolates you from your, from seeing your family or friends, um, attempt to control what you look like or what you wear, um, uh, blaming you for their abusive behavior. You know, those are some some signs. You have um, you have of course sexual. Um, sexual abuse, sexual behavior or coercion, forcing you or manipulating you to having sex, um, choking you or restraining you during sex without your consent. You know, these are some indicators. Um, one of really a big thing is financial abuse. Mo- 99% of victims of domestic violence are victims of financial vi- financial abuse where that abuser is providing you allowance, closely watching how the money spent, um, depositing your paycheck into your account that you do not have access to, stealing money from you, um, maxing out your credit cards without your permission, taking out credit cards in your name or otherwise harming your credit score. Those are all things that happen. And a lot of times, you know, you hear about and people say, why don't, why don't they leave? Why do they stay? Well, nine times out of ten, the reason why is because of the financial abuse. Because um, they have no options. They have, they have no way to support themselves, to sustain themselves. And so they end up either dropping you know, charges or not showing up for a VPO hearing or dropping the VPO or going, just going back. So those are all indicators or red flags of domestic violence. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us on our cool conversation. We're with Matt Wetzel with the Intervention in Crisis Advocacy Network. And, uh, Matt, part of what I do in the morning, first thing I get here is I check the jail log. Yeah. You know, because there's, you know, 90% of them is misdemeanors or whatever. Right. But it seems like every day I see somebody that's arrested for domestic violence. And, Absolutely. Um, you mentioned the previous segment about the VPOs, the Victim Protective Orders, and some staggering numbers here for the first half of 2022, I guess, for Grady County only. Yes, sir. So, um, you know, you can get this information online, OSCN. Um, and so in Grady County, so far in 2022, there's been 107 VPOs that have been filed um, in Grady County. And so... And one of the things I'm glad that you allowed us to come on because one of the things that's important to us at ICANN is out of those 107 VPOs that have been filed, we've only had interaction with with 28 of those individuals. And so there's 79 that for a variety of reasons, um, they may not be aware of the services that ICANN provides. And so we just want to – we're doing what we can to, to make sure that we can get the information 
about our services in the hands of those folks that are that are they're filing for a VPO. Now, how big is your service area? It's bigger than just Grady County, right? Yes, we we um, we serve Grady County um, in the state of Oklahoma as a domestic violence agency. Your certification comes through the office of the Attorney General, and so ICANN is the certified domestic violence agency for Grady County. We also serve Canadian County as well. So um, those are the two counties that are our prior priority. Uh, is there a number that uh, can people in other counties call the uh, Grady County hotline and get help in their areas? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we have in in Canadian County, our services there, our crisis line is 405-262-4455. Anything in Caddo County? And then, of course, in Caddo County and Grady County, we have the... Um, 405-222-1818. All right. So uh, folks can call that number Absolutely. and they can get referred to services Absolutely. in their areas pretty much instantly. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Like I said, we're there 24-7. So we're going to respond um, when you call. Get some interesting. Uh, you're going to be out in the community here uh, quite a bit over the next uh, couple of months. And you'll be starting here uh, pretty quick, just a couple of weeks. Yes, sir. So we're excited. This is our second year to be back at Michigan Avenue Baptist Church. They have their supplies and resource fair um, August 6th from 9 to 1. It's really grown from last year, being our first year. And so just from what I know, there's 20 resource um, community resource organizations that are going to be there providing information, and ICANN is going to be one of them. So, so you we'll have, have like that. flyers and yeah, some information yeah. out there? Yeah, we have, we have our brochures and our flyers. We have these great QR code cards that, that will pop our crisis line number. Uh, and so business owners, you know, can put that up in their business. And so some, some resources that we can get in people's hands. And then, of course, the the great county fair is coming up. So, of course, I can every year we'll have a table there as well with those types of resources for people to pick 25th, up. 25th, 26th, and 27th. It's only about a month away. Hard to believe. Exactly. The exactly. And then, of course, the big event will be coming up in October, and that's kind of that's a really big day yeah. for not just you, but the yeah, whole community, really. Absolutely. For Chickasha and the county, lots of activities going on that first week in October. This is going to be the sixth year for the Together We Heal walk. It's a half-mile walk. Um, walkers start at YMCA, and then we walk down to uh, the Rhode Island Arts Festival um, stage. So that's coming up October 1st. And it, not just walk, but uh, walking in high heels. That's right. Which is the <laughs> comes the Together We Heal walk. Exactly. Because it's, got a, it's a double entendre because it's Together We Heal, exactly. H-E-A-L, and right. then... H-E-E-L. Now, you don't have to walk in heels. I did one year, and I swear I'll never do it again, and I won't. I'll do the walk, but, but uh, it's a great fundraiser for you, for sure. Absolutely. And great awareness. Absolutely. And, and that, um, we, you know, we work with the Grady County Coordinated Community Response Team, CCR team, and that is, they really coordinate this, this walk with us. And so, you know, that includes the DA's office, that includes law enforcement, um, in Grady County, and so all working together to make this event happen on October 1st. How do people sign up for that? They can come, they can check out our website, ICANCrisisNetwork.com. Um, by the end of the week, we'll have a tab on there where they can get the information about the walk. All right, uh, Facebook or anything like that? Social yeah, of media? course, look us, look us up on Facebook. You can look up the Grady County um, Coordinated uh, Community Response Team. They have a Facebook page. 
And then also ICANN has a Facebook page as well. All right. Uh, so it'll be available uh, through social media. We'll have information posted on our website uh, shortly about that event as well on Saturday, October the 1st. Yes, sir. All right. Matt Wetzel with the Intervention and Crisis Advocacy Network on our Cool Conversation program. Matt, thanks for coming in. Thank you. We appreciate it, George. And we want to thank our Cool Conversation sponsors for helping us out each and every week. And they are Community Bank of Oklahoma and its locations in Chickasha, Verdon, and Newcastle, along with Stanley Systems.